Hey everybody and welcome back to an all new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrantes. We are hot and rolling. It is so nice to be back here at my microphone, my cozy, warm, soft, tasty, private, therapeutic microphone. It's my favorite place to be. It's my favorite like time of the week where I get to come in here. I get to close this door. I get to be surrounded by my soft, padded, soundproofing materials that are all over the walls. And I get to be here and I get to just talk to you and only you because you mean so much to me. And it feels so nice to be back here. Uh, it's been a really, really crazy week, um, to say the least. I mean, my God, have we got some things to get into today? Um, I mean, right off the, I mean, right off the MF and bat. Okay, let me just tell you, like, just, 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 just let me, let me just, just getting into it, like, just jumping right in. If you could see the li- the current list of unopened emails looking at me right now like i I, i'm at i'm i'm here you know like i'm the the bar the the bar is the the roof is there and i'm my head is touching it it's like in the in the uh in that movie it follows when when she when the lead actress runs through this bedroom and then she turns around and there's this like nine foot tall guy who's like bending down and like this his head's touching the ceiling. It's it's kind of like that. I'm I'm really happy for it. I'm very grateful. Um, obviously, I'm very um, humbled by seeing this list of unopened emails. But boy, oh boy, does that anxiety come with it. It's such an unfair partnership, isn't it? Like opportunity and anxiety go hand in mf and hand. Uh, a little too a little too often for my pleasure um for some reason particularly in germany i feel like opportunity and anxiety come together even more so here because sometimes you see emails where you're like that could be kind of cool but then you kind of have to start off with although this does interest me i must warn you i can't have such a detailed conversation about this opportunity in german i have to do it in english and then you kind of feel like oh shit now i've already kind of like killed the you know you've already (laughs) they were they were they were trying to have some foreplay and you walked into the room uh, just gassing up the place with uh, steak farts. You know, it's kind of what it feels like when someone offers something on the table for you in a really beautiful way, but it's in German. And then you want to approach it with open arms, but you realize that uh, you're going to have to shut down the notion that you can have such a detailed conversation uh, in German. So they, I mean, you know, they, they've lit the candles. They've got like that bearskin rug on the floor. They've got the fireplace cooking. You hear that nice sweet sizzle and the sparkle of that nice dried aged oak cooking and you got the good smells and they made oh there's red wine put out and oh i'm this old thing i just wanted to put on something a little more comfortable and they got that like saucy sexy lingerie all prepared and all sitting there just juicy and waiting for you and then you come in you're like hey oh so uh i took out the trash earlier and it spilled all spilled all over me sorry you just covered in like pizza grease and stink and uh, that's how it feels, at least, when I approach emails uh, 
shutting down the conversation pretty quickly. No, but I will say this. Uh, I'm beating around the bush. Basically, I'm in a position right now that I've never been in before, and I don't really know how to handle it. And I don't have anybody in the same... Like, there's maybe a few people I met once on this trip to Amsterdam that I can talk to about maybe how to proceed with things like this. I have... I'm kind of an... I'm in a, like a junction here. Like, I'll tell you. Um, I, there's like a... There's an opportunity to go to Berlin for this, some, like, it sounds really serious. It's like this initiative thing of, of like, for, for policies. I don't even know. I don't even know how you would, like, describe that. Um, but it's like an opportunity to be, like, a, a voice for what I do. But I don't even know what I would talk about. Anyway, so there's, like, this thing. Right, come here and speak, basically, right? And then there's another thing, another thing here that I don't even know if it's legitimate. It sounds not legitimate, but it maybe it is. Uh, it's a, a company. First off, I don't trust anybody that calls me an inspiration because it's <laughs> kind of stupid. Uh, also, I don't trust emails that don't specifically say what I do. You know what I mean? When they just say like, hey, we like what you do. It's like, well, do you? Do you know what I do? Do you know who I am? Um, they so this one company says uh we 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 love what you're about and we'd like to see how we can work together on an event uh this person represents a company that i will not say right now but it's like a travel service company and they say where we, we make it possible for influencers uh to travel with their communities uh do i want to do that we would love to have you host a retreat at a destination of your choice we have destinations in spain okay Bali, okay, Greece, Morocco, and more. We would cover all of your travel expenses and pay a hefty commission. Uh, you'd invite members of your community to travel with you. Do you guys want to go to Bali with me? Uh, I would promote the trip and then travel. They would work out all the details with, with four-star hotels, food, and ex the experiences. It's a fun way to travel and get paid for it and strengthen my brand. What is my brand? Making fun of Germany. Oh, and we work closely with... Oh, okay. 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 Well, you know, okay. 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 Um, I got to say, it does sound tempting. I haven't looked into it to see if this is a legitimate website or not yet. Uh, so there's that already right off the bat. Then uh, a company whose product I use a lot and definitely have... Uh, a, a fondness for have reached out to me to collaborate on something that could be really cool making like a limited edition Jordan Prince version of their product I can't talk about it yet I probably shouldn't nothing's confirmed but holy moly that would be so cool um, another company another like like a huge like a huge company uh, wrote me about maybe doing a um, a digital campaign for them, which is wild. I mean, that's like a major, major brand. Um, that's nuts. And then, and then again, another, like another one. Uh, I, I mean, this is probably getting really boring and repetitive, but like sitting here looking at, at one, two, three, four, five like pretty amazing opportunities or, and possibilities of different kinds like product 
combination, limited edition things, also tr travel things. Um, it's so weird how qu like quickly all that stuff starts to pour in. Uh, and it doesn't even matter what your content is really. Like I, I'm not, you know, like I've never been like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just for me, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm, I'm happy for it. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Again, the combination of, of opportunity with anxiety, particularly in Germany is so, so unfair. Um, but I'll eventually get to these. I will read them eventually. But what I'm here to talk about today, because last episode I spent like 25 minutes talking about updates before I spent 25 minutes equally talking about the Berlin Music Video Awards. And I don't want to do that to you today. I don't want to make it so unfair and potentially so boring for people who have just tuned in uh, for the very first time because of the videos I make. Again, if you're just listening today for the very first time, um, then I'm sorry for uh, <laughs> such a slow start. But it's such a crazy week. There's a lot of things to talk about Um if you, yeah, again, if you're listening for the first time, thank you. You know, I, I do this show every week and it's my favorite thing that I get to do. Um, and I'm very happy that you're here. So I hope you, hope you enjoy it. So let's jump right in. Um, for those who live in Germany and especially those who live in or around Munich, uh, you probably know that uh, currently taking place is the Munich Film Fest, which I think they should change the name to the Munich uh, film and television festival because attending these events recently it is equally if not more important to be associated or involved with television projects than it is to be associated or involved with film projects i mean it's equally if not more important and, and especially i think since the pandemic people are so uh involved in their series i mean i don't remember the last conversation i had about someone really talking about like a movie as much as they talked about Succession or White Lotus, you know, or Tiger King, for example, just some examples. But anyway, uh, this is the first year I've had the honor and the pleasure of being invited to a, a few events at the Munich Film and Television Festival, um, which is really an honor. That's so cool, I think, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I have to give a shout out to a few people, uh, particularly the uh, production agency Noia Zupa. The new super company uh, is a bunch of really great people, and they have been very gracious to me. Um, they were the reason that I even got to do the music for the RTL Plus show wrong, um, and that was, you know, already on its own enough of a flattering opportunity and honor. So, um, yeah. So Noi Super is great. I'm a big fan. I love them. So they had a huge party. Uh, a couple of days ago that I was invited to. And I'm going to talk about the experiences at this party because first off, I don't, I don't really go to a lot of parties at all in general. Like I don't, I don't know, not for a while. I, I like, I'm not, if I'm traveling, like if I'm doing a tour or if I'm doing, um, special events in different cities, I can get that little fire burning, that little energetic little crackle of like, mm, maybe let's go out. Let's go out tonight. Let's go out. Let's have a, let's have some cocktails. Okay. I, tonight, tonight I'm going to have a cigarette. Uh, no, tonight I'm going to have a cigarette. I know I will. No, you can't stop me. You can't stop me. 
Are those Marlboro lights? No, no, no. I'm going to roll my own. I'm going to roll my own. Tonight, I'm going to have a cigarette. Oh, you know, and if, you know, if Mark brings a little bit, a little bit of marijuana, I don't know. Let's see what happens. You know, maybe we, maybe we have a little, a little spliff on the streets of, of, uh, of the Reaper Bond, and maybe we stroll around before we go to that, you know, whatever that concert that we got access tickets to because we know the guy who's the bouncer at the other bar and his friend is the club owner, promoter of that other place. And when you get into a new city, when you get into a fresh place, and you don't know that many people, and you either have a small crew or you're by yourself and you're interacting with all, the, all these fresh faces and they just want to have a good time and you just want to have a good time, there is no better feeling than that. And I think that's universal. And I think that is what I love most actually about going to different cities in Germany is that like usually I have a really good time and that's when the, that's when like the whole, um, that's when the fire burns a little bit about like going out and like getting it, you know? Um, but in general, no, I don't go to many parties here in Munich. You know, I, I'll go get drinks with people, um, go to dinners with people, but not like not like this. I mean, not like this. I'm going to get into all of that. But first things first, we have to talk about the beloved German children's program, Pumuckl. We got to talk about Pumuckl. Guys, oh, we got to talk about Pumuckl. <laughs> There's so much to get into. First off, um, so uh, a lot of people, because now it's now it's officially uh, been you know premiered publicly, and um, it's all been announced and it's all being talked about now currently at the film fest because it's the big hot topic. And uh, guys, we got to talk about Pumical. Um, I feel so proud and honored, and um, frankly heartwarmed by being able to be connected to more than more than one person who uh, made this show possible for those who don't know for those who have never heard about this before i didn't either i didn't know what this was um maybe until a couple of years ago or something um so it's like p-u-m-u-c-k-l like pumukl um it was a very very crazy successful children's show i guess back in the 70s it went on for years and years and years and the basic gist of it is that you have this um you know loving caring uh carpenter guy a hand worker guy who uh works in a, like a little workshop in the city and he is the only person who can see this tiny little cartoon I guess like troublemaker fairy, not troll, but like this like little, like little uh, as if like a little garden gnome fairy, cheeky little guy like came to life, um, and and Pumukul is the little fairy guy. Uh, he has this crazy red hair, and he's barefoot, and he gets into all kinds of. He's like an elf, yeah. He's like an elf, yeah. So he gets into all this trouble, and he's funny. And, you know, they all, they, you know, it's very sweet. I've seen some clips. I've seen some, and I know who this is. And, and the reason I know it more and more now than I ever did is because, and we got to talk about it. I know he's waiting for this. We got to talk about Moritz Binder. Uh, Moritz Binder, Moritz Binder is one of my very best friends. And he has just, he has just like blown me away over and over and over and over in the past few years in terms of his success and his ability to do such a wide range of, um, yeah, writing, uh, a huge range of entertainment. 
projects. You know, his his ability to create and to think about things and story is so impressive, uh, not just for someone who went to film school and who, um, you know, can appreciate the craft on a technical side of things, but also just as his friend and just as a, a fan of things like that. So, uh, again, very, very popular show. It ended... I, I, you know, I'm not, I didn't Google too much about it. I just know that it was there. And I think it ended in the late seventies, early eighties, maybe later, maybe late eighties, something like that. Went on for a long time, super popular. And then it ended. Uh, and now they have rebooted the show, uh, with Moritz writing the show. Um, now I don't know the, 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 the tight logistics, you know, if he worked you know, which episodes he wrote fully. I think he, I'm pretty sure he did the pilot episode, which is very important, kicks off the whole series, you know. Has to make people fall in love with Pumukul again, fresh-faced Pumukul. Has to also please the people who are very, very connected to the old story. It's a difficult thing to do. Um, and I and I know that that's, um, I can't imagine the pressure that was probably on him for doing that. So um, he was hired uh, by Noe Zuper, the production company, uh, to make, the show for LTL Plus to make for the reboot. So then you have to think about the, there's so many logis- logistics there, like rebuilding the original set um, down to a T, um, redrawing the Pumicle. So it's a little modern, but not too modern because you don't want to steal the magic of what it is originally. And then also, of course, recasting the Carpenter because the original uh, Carpenter, um, you know, unfortunately passed away. He was very old. Um, and so they kind of had to think about all these things in a different way. And, um, so not only Moritz who, you know, I've talked about a few different things that he's done, you know, he wrote a project that I had the absolute luxury of being able to be, um, a part of on screen and off, which I still can't quite talk about, but you know, that was such a very, very different thing from this. And then I know he's written Tatort, which the Germans know Tatort is a huge, huge crime show, the most popular crime show in the whole country. And he's written two of them, I think. And um, it's just, Moritz, I've told you before, we've talked about it. When we are officially allowed to talk about this project that you wrote that I was a part of, this other one, when we can finally talk about it for real, for real, uh, we're going to get you on the show and we're going to finally show um, our wonderful listeners of this podcast what you look like, what your wonderful voice sounds like. Um, I think we've, we've had you briefly on the show before, but this would be a full interview to talk about all these projects in detail, what it was like from your perspective to come up with these ideas, what it's like to work with these different kinds of producers, um, you know, what the roller coaster of working in this business is like. It's it's really crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, so impressed and so grateful. And so th- this is already like my main connection to this show, Pumicle. And this was like a few days ago, they had the, it was kind of like the team preview. So they had the screening of three episodes in the beautiful Zenlinga Torah Theater, which um, a lot of migrants and expats might actually have never been inside the Zenlingator Theater in Munich because they only primarily screen films that are, if they're not German, they're dubbed in German or they're German films. So that's kind of interesting to be in there as, an, as a migrant because 
you never get the opportunity. And it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous cinema, gorgeous, breathtaking, two stories, you know, huge. It's a huge, and from the street, it doesn't look that big. Like from the street, you'd think it would be like a 50, 100 person seater. No way, it's huge and it's gorgeous. Like all this wood and red velvet curtains and gold and it's like just beautiful. And um, so they screened it there for pr like pretty much everybody it seemed like who worked on it. It was hundreds and hundreds of crew cast. Um, the director, Rosen Moulin, who's famous here and has made a lot of fantastic projects that people love, great comedies. Um, I didn't meet him, but I've heard a lot about him and the way he was so proud of the people who put this show together. It was so, um, heartwarming. See, he seems like a really sweet guy. So I hope someday I get to meet him because he seems like a really, really nice person. Um, and the other connection I have to this show is actually the actor who's playing Pumakul, which is crazy. Um... I don't remember, like, I mean, people who were just starting to get into this podcast now, uh, maybe even for the long-time listeners, I don't remember if I talked too much about this uh, performance I had uh, in Switzerland at the end of May with this comedian entertainer named Maxi Schaffroth. Schaffroth, like, I would say Schaffroth, but it's like Maxi Schaffroth. Um, <laughs> I like when I try to properly pronounce the German person's name, I put on, I put on the accent, like, yeah, Maxi Schaffroth. Oh, sorry. I mean, Maxi Schaffroth. Um, so he is like a really, really beloved, uh, entertainer, comedian. Um, you know, he's been doing huge, huge audiences, tours constantly throughout the year for years and years and years. Um, he's, um, a, a kind, loving funny, super funny guy um, that, you know, he's someone that I've known for a few years, but never had the opportunity to like get close with up until the last year. Sometimes it's just the way that is, you know, you just don't have, sometimes the things aren't aligning and then all of a sudden they kind of do. And then you just, all of a sudden this friendship is there that you didn't know that you could have. And you're like so grateful and it's so sweet. And they're like so happy to see you. And it's, it's a really rewarding feeling, I think. Um, so that's kind of how it is with, with Maxi. I've known him for a few years and now we've become friends um, kind of by the grace of God because his guitarist who plays accompaniment for his shows uh, is one of another one of my very best friends, Marcus, who plays a lot of concerts with me. And if you want to see me and Marcus playing a song together on my YouTube channel or on my Facebook channel, I think I never put it on like IGTV, but on my, on my YouTube channel, you can see... Uh, Marcus and me and my friend Cosma Joy doing um, uh, my song Smiling Together, like three-part harmony and nice little guitars, and it's um, it's pretty. I'm really, really proud of that. So uh, Marcus became a teacher, and he's doing, um, the Germans listening will, will hate that I can't remember this, this word, but there's a a thing, there's a thing that teachers have to do in Germany when they become teachers. And it's like they study for a super long time. And then when they finally get out of the ed education part, they have to go do a whole year or two years, I think, like shifting around to different schools that aren't the school that they want to work at necessarily, but that it's like schools that they get the, the first person experience, like refer referenderat. Is that 
called? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, practicum referenda. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, there's a thing that teachers do. They finish school and then they get thrown into schools anywhere. Like they get thrown to schools like hours away. Some small town don't know anybody. It's crazy. I think it's a really crazy system. Um, they do all the studying and then they can't just go. They can't just go to a school that they want to work at and apply. They have to be like, oh, I guess we're going to take you to this village that has maybe a bakery and you can teach the 13 kids in this town. Um, anyway, 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 he became a teacher and long story short, Maxie needed a replacement. So Marcus suggested me, we did a concert together back in May and we had this great conversation. We were riding around in his car back from Switzerland. We were chatting like, you know, like just like two schoolgirls chewing gum with the magazines and like the feet behind our head, like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And we had so, such a fun time. And, um, and I think that's when we kind of really clicked. And basically, Maxi is the, you know, the voice of the legendary famous Pumukul. It's um, really, really impressive that he was um, brought in to do this. I'm so impressed. Um, like, first review right out of the gate. Uh, I'm somebody who, first off, isn't fluent enough in German to uh, be able to completely follow every scene perfectly. And on top of that, most of the dialogue, or a lot of the dialogue, is in Bayerisch. So it's like in this Bavarian dialect, which is, again, not so easy to follow. So you really have to... I'm always like a few sentences behind. But it's still for kids, right? So it's still simple. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's still simple and it's, um, you know, but it's still funny and it's... And it's easy to get where the where the heart is in this show. And I'm and I'm speaking primarily about the pilot. You know, this was Moritz's episode. Um, the new cast is crazy good. the The lead guy who plays the carpenter is the brother of the actor in the other very popular German show, Hinderfing. And you know, this guy's great. He's so lovable, handsome, caring. Um, great eyes like he just has a really great face uh, for camera and you know Maxi doing this voice you know I I heard uh, little clips of what the original Pumicle sounded like and you know I think everyone was a little curious I, for me someone who didn't grow up with it I, I think I was never unsure if he would do a good job or not but I think maybe a lot of people who grew up here perhaps were scared that he couldn't live up to the to the hype of, you know, what was so famously, you know, honored and, and, and idolized for years and years and years. Um, and again, like with Moritz and with Maxi, I can't imagine the pressure to reimagine something so loved. I'm trying to think if there's, I mean, there, I don't think there is an American show you can really compare um, I think me and Moritz tried to talk about that at the premiere for Pumicle, but I don't remember. Um, uh, hmm. I'm not sure, but anyway, there must be something like that. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine the pressure of that. So I, yeah, I had the, because of Moritz and because of Maxi, I had the, um, like wonderful opportunity to, yeah, to go to the premiere. It was really amazing. And um, 
It's funny, man. It's good. It's really good. I I just can't believe um I just can't believe that. I mean, I guess I, oh, I'm just really I'm really happy for them. I'm happy that it got the laughs it deserves. I'm happy that uh it's something I feel like I can actually watch. You know, I can have a lot of friends in these in this industry and I can't always enjoy all the products that they make. And a lot of my friends who are fellow migrants can't always watch and participate in the things that I've done music for or that my friends have done that I want to show them because they don't have the 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 you know the security enough in their language to be able to to do it. So um I'm just impressed and uh I was really happy to be there. Uh, like we saw three episodes and then there was a huge long applause, 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 applause. It was, um, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. And so I'm going to just get that right off out of the way. Like congratulations big time, uh, to Maxi and to Moritz. Um, I'm just really, I'm really, really happy that that's gone the way it has. And I mean, that's just the tip of the effing iceberg for what Moritz can do. And there's so much more to tell you when we can finally get him on the show. And just before, because I don't want to forget it also, um, our good friend Julian Vitt is another fantastic writer. And uh, he is also currently working on Pumacle as well. So it was cool to like, you know, be able to say, oh man, we'll have two friends who are writers. Another friend is the, like the lead voice of this famous character. And it's like, Man, I'm so lucky to, I'm so lucky to know such cool people, you know, very, I feel like, man, it took so many years. It took so many years to find a friend group or to find these threads of people in Munich from starting with nothing. Like I had so many, I think this happens a lot when you move somewhere new as well. You have all these different like little friend circle groups and they kind of like Venn diagram. Like, you know, you have this friend group who's like, oh, I met them at this bar and they kind of like this band, da, da, da. And, you, and then they're like, oh, and you should meet this guy. And then they that builds like another Venn diagram where you have like two or three people that connect the two groups. And with each group individually, you, you can still vibe, but you're not totally comfortable. And then you have like the two people in the middle that you're like, oh, oh but okay. So, but Mark is here. That's cool. That's how we can click together. And then as he, as it is the longer you stay you see like people more and more fading from this group and fading from that group and because of the middle group you've met three other people and that makes more and more Venn diagrams and more and more loops of people and you're still kind of like trying to find your bearings and you're like kind of floating through these different types of people different kinds of friend groups different kinds of WhatsApp groups and like oh this is more of my German friend group and this is more of my Australian friends this is more of my British friends this is more of my you know this is like my American group oh these are people I met through Instagram these are people I met through you know playing a concert these are people I met through you know so and so parents and you have this kind of thing where you're kind of shifting you're not still not really sure like who you are and who you're supposed to be and what kind of group you want to be associated with and it can be so frustrating it can be rewarding at times too because you find people that you didn't know that you needed to meet or wanted to meet and it's it's like a miracle it's so so great but uh but again you're you're you know you're sliding down this cliff and every once in a while you get a foothold or a hand grip you're like oh that's great this is this is where I thought it would oh and then you slip again and I feel like finally now, after seven years, seven years, I feel like I'm finally at a place where both hands and both feet are kind of like really dug into this wall and I haven't slipped in a long time. 
And that's kind of an amazing feeling to be able to look at, you know, these friends who are making such great products that people adore, you know, to, to have so much respect for them. And, and then, and, and also like, and getting to this Noyazupa party that I went to, like so many people from this party, I was texting them before, before they got there. Hey, are you going to be at the party? I can't wait to see you. It's been a while since we hung out. And they're like people that are just genuinely really nice, sweet, kind, cool, creative people. And I feel like it really took me a while to find, to find groups that like work in the fields that I admire and, um, also work in and can connect with a lot but that are also just like great people. Just effing guter Mensch, you know, like good, 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 gute Leute. Gute Leute with gute Laune. Um, no, but I'm really, anyway, I'll stop cheesing it up there, but that's that's really, that's really great. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, there was my very first invitation to the production, the Noizupa Production Company's uh, annual Film Fest party. And man, let me tell you, I have not been as excited about any kind of party as much as I was excited for that. And I was jazzed up. I was jazzed up and I was jacked up, okay? I didn't eat. <laughs> I drank so many glasses of white wine. And white wine gets me all hyped up, you know? I was such a talking machine and nervous, but like fun, you know? Like, I've always heard people talk about that you should uh, replace um, nervous, the word nervous or like anxious with excited. Uh, if, if you're not like actually going into something like punishment, you know? Uh, and I, so I, I tried to do that with this. I like, I really was very, very, very excited, um, to go to this party. I knew I was going to know so many people, so many people. I was going to know all these people from all these shows that I'd worked on through, you know, doing lyrics from my friend David, who's this composer. He did, he did music for all these shows. It was crazy. All these films, this new Netflix movie, Paradise, that's coming out. We did a song for that together. You know, it was like, I'm, I, I knew actors there. I knew all the production and all the, look, I, okay, let me just tell you this. So, um, Entering the building, which by the way, we were there on time exactly, which felt so uncool, but I just didn't tell anybody that. Uh, I In the elevator, riding up from the entrance to the door where they checked your wristband, I was in the elevator with the screenwriter of the famous, <laughs> the famous Charlie Sheen movie, Wall Street. Like what? What is the writer of Wall Street and the television show, The Americans, What's he doing there? How do, how, but how would, what do you, Stephen, what, Steve, what do you, Stephen, what are you doing here in Munich? What are you doing at this party? I was, uh, I instantly realized I was like, oh, okay. I'm at, I'm at that kind of party, man. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We go in and instantly I see all these producers that I've worked with and it, and I didn't feel scared to approach them. I felt like really happy to see them. Yeah, sure. People are people. And you're not always going to see everybody the same way and see everybody like vibe with them all the same amount. Um, but everyone was always very nice. And I, you know, I ran into to Simon, who's like, I think he's like one of the head owners of this production company. And he just, you know, popped out this new Netflix film. And man, he was he was dripping in some fresh clothing, man. He looked really, really he's like a model. He looked really good. Uh I saw this guy, Corby. Corby did Pumukul. And he's such a sweetie. He's so, 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 so nice. 
um, Nina and Maya. I met them. I met um, met them through Wrong. Um, Lucy, another another worker from Noisy, but that I met through Wrong. And uh, of course, the a lot of the cast, you know, like um, Lena Meckel and David Helmut, who was the showrunner for Wrong. I met Nico, Nicolas Turkserva. I think that's how you say his last name. Another, one of the actors from the show. So it's great. Like there was there was a really funny experience. Like I got inside the place and I instantly went to the wine bar and I knocked back a glass of white wine like it was a shot of tequila. And then I was just refilling my second glass. All of a sudden, this guy walks up to me. Um, when when people are exactly the same height as me, or any amount taller, I have to like really really hope that they're super nice guys because I get this instant thing of like almost like this pressure. I don't know. It feel, I don't know why it's stupid, but like I'm, I think I'm like 6162 and he was like right, like right there, you know? I was like, oh, hi. Anyway, this guy walks up and he's got this bold appearance. And I mean this in a complimentary way. He's a beautiful man, but bold, right? He's got like a quite feminine, silky blouse, like low hanging collar, silky, shiny, uh, blouse, like a black pearl necklace, I think. And this like thick waft of brownish blondish hair that he's just running his fingers through and like tall and like slender and had like a bag. And, and he approached me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he was like, Hey, Jordan. Wow. And I was instantly wondering, who are you? who are you? <laughs> because if you'd see somebody once or work with them, like in the past years, like usually people approach you and say, Hey Jordan, I don't know if you're going to remember me. I'm blah, blah, blah. We met a few years ago. And then you can be like, you can either play along and say, Oh my God, of course. Oh my God. Or you can say like, Oh, right. You know, Roger, oh, man, cool. Um, this guy just straight up assumed that I definitely 100% could never in a million years forget who he is. We're best friends. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he was leaning in and he was looking me dead in the eyes with no blinking. And he was just kind of like, how have you been? Oh, it's been such a long time. I was like, yeah, it must've been, um, uh, years. Right. And he was like, yeah, I think it has, man. Like as if we, he approached me as if we went through like a very traumatic experience together and somehow survived it. Like when you're like in those movies, when like the two teenage boys watch their friend get hit by a train and then they have, they, they like split up and they have broken homes and they go off to do different things. And like one of them becomes like a misfit rebel criminal and the other one becomes like a small town cop. And then they meet at you know some bar because there's like a domestic disturbance that gets called in and it's the two guys and then they're in the street and then like hey you promised me you'd never come back here you promised you'd never set foot in this town yeah well you didn't keep your promises either you're like <laughs> you know it's just like some long old you know <laughs> it was really like some super dedicated history together and i mean gun to my head. I have no idea who this guy was. And the ironic thing was, we were talking about how I forgot someone's name, but that I asked her. Like I met a, a producer that I that I had worked with, but just met her once or twice and I just forgot her name. And she looked different too. She had her hair done. She was in a dress. You, 
Usually you see people on set with like, you know, jackets and a headset, it's fast interactions. And this guy, uh, or th this woman came and we talked and I was like, she's like, Jordan. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I can't remember your name. And she told me, and then we laughed and we talked and it was nice. But this guy, for some reason, I felt like he was standing like here, you know, like our noses were basically touching. And I just felt like I just can't ask him. And then we talked about how I forgot her name. But that I had, I was like, but you know, then I just asked, like, as if I was so gall, like the gall of me to talk about how I had the bre the the courage to ask her for her name, but I'm clearly not doing it for the person standing in front of me. And I don't know why I'm not doing it. And I'm still stuck there not knowing who this person is. And, and I'm like, so, and I'm trying to feed it out of him. So, you know, what you been working on, man? Because that's just the basic thing you ask anybody at these kinds of parties. Well, yeah, what you been, what you working on, man? How's, how's, how's things going in your in your in your specific uh, department of this industry, what's your um, how are things going on 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 in your studio in your uh in your office on the on the stage? Like I just have no idea. And he was like, "Oh well, you know, yeah, last couple of years I've been doing a lot more theater." I was like, okay, okay, hmm, like maybe he's an actor, he looks like he could be an actor, maybe he's an actor, he's pretty, and he's bold, and maybe, maybe, maybe he's an actor, and, uh, then he was like, yeah, I did that, and, you know, now I'm here, and I'm trying to, uh, like, get into, um, get into some more, um, you know, get into some more things you're trying you know trying to meet and greet and talk to them you kind of get into to more projects and that still could absolutely mean nothing it could mean that he's like a uh like a grip you know or like a lighting technician it could mean that he's like a camera assistant who's been shooting live productions for theater who knows who knows is he giving off actor vibes 100 percent. is he probably an actor yeah probably how does he know me and probably, and my friend, if you're listening to this right now or you're watching this clip, um, I'm sorry. I lied. I lied, man. I have no idea how we know each other. And we probably do know each other from like my first year or something of living in Munich. And I have no idea how. I don't think we ever worked on anything. It's crazy to me how the conversation was very, very much like old friend. Um, and it was like a blank wall. It was really crazy. We we walked from the bar to this other thing. They had like a fridge where you could get like quick bottles of beer or water, which was great. It was really handy. You could serve yourself. Uh, just chatting it up. Just chatting it. Eventually, I was like, eventually, thankfully, I, I do pretty much constantly have to urinate. And I just told him, hey, man, this has been so nice, but I, I really have to try and find the bathrooms, but I'll catch up with you later. And we both kind of had this like little wink of like, I mean, that's how these parties go. You have a quick chat and then you talk to other people for the rest of the night. Um, and I just kept seeing him in passing. He passed by me at some point in the party. He winked. He like gave me a wink. And so then I felt like I should wink too. And then I was like, did we, have we made out or something? You know, I was like, do you, have we like, did you, did we, did we, are we, is this an item? I just didn't know. I just have no idea. Eventually found out he like knew some other friend of mine because they played soccer as kids. But that still doesn't help me figure out how I know him. Because apparently this guy knew me years before I met his friend who I am now friends with. 
It's crazy. Um, so this was like all in the first 10 minutes, riding in the elevator with the guy who wrote Wall Street and then getting like confronted with this guy who I have no idea who he is for the longest time. Uh, seeing all the cast and producers of, of Wrong and people from Pumacool and, all, and Paradise, all these great projects coming out. Um, running into uh, my friend David Reichelt, who's this composer I've done a lot of things for. Um, my friend Giovanni, who did the music for I Don't Work Here, this new Noizupa show for Etia Plus. And um, of course, Stichtag for Join. And yeah, then of course, like what I love about these kinds of parties... Um, what I really wish, like I wish they had this party every month because the socially, the socializing between uh, new people and like kind of always reverting back to your crew of good people is such a good flow. And it's such a nice feeling to uh, talk to a couple of people you kind of know, you maybe, maybe remember, oh, I, I don't know you, but I loved your work and da, 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 da. And then reverting back to, ah, there's Moritz, there's Johanna. You know, there's Ify, there's Robbie, there's Kati, uh, Katarina, and uh, Francis, who I've dubbed Frankie, which I think is going to stick. <laughs> but he's just, uh, you know, they're these people, you know, Moritz, Johanna, Robbie, Katarina, Frankie, Ify, there's just such a good crew of good-hearted, interesting, fun people. And you can always just dip back into that crew when you need to. And uh, I'm really happy for that. Like I said before. Took years and years and years to find a friend group that like I could I felt comfortable kind of like falling back in on and things like that. Uh, but this was the first time also like it was just always great to have them around. But I didn't I didn't need them. I wasn't like so nervous. Uh, last year I went to an agency party for the first time. Met a few people that were like I was told over and over how important they were, which kind of like built up built up my head in a weird way, and I was so incapable of just being cool. One producer came up to me and was like, hey, Jordan, uh, how you doing? And I said, I'm anxious. First words out of my mouth to a stranger. So not the best first impression. <laughs> I saw him at the party. We also didn't really talk, but I don't know if he remembers me. Um, anyway, I'll wrap it up with a couple of things. One, I also saw a good friend, um, Fred Frederick Linkemann, who is an actor in the reboot of Pumukul, amongst other things, Der Pass. Um, there's another great, um, World War II show. I can't remember what it's called right now. He's doing amazing things. He's a really, really cool, very kind guy. Uh, I met his girlfriend. She was very, very sweet. And I really, really hope to see them more often. And last but certainly not least, I have to acknowledge it. Um, the fan recognition for these videos I'm doing like it's finally at a place where I'm like seeing it and that's crazy I feel like I'm still kind of the only person who sees or acknowledges how many years I spent trying to get to a place like this with my music and the crazy thing is I get DMs or messages or something or a post or a comment every single day who are, they don't even know. Like I talked to someone that I met in Berlin a few days ago about something with the event that I went to. I was like, oh yeah, then I did this and then I played guitar at this concert. And she, she was like, oh, I didn't even know you knew how to play guitar. And for me, that's just so crazy. 
That's crazy. I've spent so many years trying to get some sort of traction like this with with music, and I'm and I'm grateful. I've had fun. I've had um, opportunities that I'm so thankful for, like doing this TV show. I mean, my God, that's so fun, you know? I hope I can keep doing that. I I'm, I love doing music for me also, not just for recognition, but like, I love it. Um, but what I'm trying to say is it's crazy how much work and time and hours and like effort I put into trying to get that kind of traction for my music. I mean, imagine being recognized like for your art in, in a way that's, it's crazy. Um and it just never happened. It just never got off the ground. Like I'm thankful for what I've done. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to stop doing it or something, but like, um, I'm realizing it's not my main income and it just never really was, you know, it was my biggest dream, but it's not my main income. And then all of a sudden I start doing videos, not just about the German language, but it turns into me doing a character, doing a bit, being more of like, comedian sketch stuff which I, I loved that I love doing that too and that all of a sudden as something that was just for funsies just for goofs just for yuck yucks just explodes out of out of proportion like crazy in a way that I can't have planned or, or predicted or tried or there's no skill involved for me trying to make it the way that it worked it just is that way and now here I am for the first time at the Neue Zuppe Film Fest party in Munich, surrounded by peers who have worked on such great films and television shows and projects that I admire and, and I'm so impressed with all of them. And then, you know, having several people at this party come up, which thankfully they did it in front of producers, but they came up and they were like, oh my God, you're Jordan. I love your Instagram videos. You know, I love your reels about Germany and you're so spot on with this or that. And it was like just the most flattering thing in the world. And um, it may not have been for music that I got that kind of recognition, but at least it's for something that I actually enjoy doing. I think if I was getting the attraction for a viral video that I didn't want released or something that I didn't like that I did once, but now I have to do it because it's making money or something. I would really hate that. But I love making these videos. I love making people laugh and I'm feeling very grateful uh, every day for, for the comments and for, for people who share it. And now like having gone to Berlin and really felt like the presence of these people who watch the videos. And now it's starting in Munich more now too especially at the film fest. I mean, it was like five or six times at a party, strangers coming up, interrupting conversations. Can I get a photo with you? That stuff's nuts. Like you people are absolutely batshit crazy. And I love you so much. And I'm so grateful. You guys are the reasons why I have like seven unread emails from these uh, potential partnerships or, or company collaborations because you guys are great, and I'm really, really thankful. So I'll, I'll, I think I'm just gonna wrap it up there before I linger on this stuff too much. Yeah, I should stop here, guys. Um, this has been so much fun, and uh, just you know, final shout out: Maxi Schaffrod, Moritz Bender, Julian Vitt. Congratulations on Pumakul, uh, Corby. Congratulations on Pumakul, um, David Reichelt, and uh, um, Simon. Congrats on Paradise, new Netflix movie coming out. We did a song together on that. I think the song is gonna come out on Spotify, maybe. David always releases his soundtracks, so maybe. If you saw the ZDF Neo show, Breaking Even, the soundtrack's available, uh, and you can hear uh, four, three or four songs that I sang for that show, so that's pretty cool too. Um, and yeah, 
I mean, just it, the film fest is happening. Cool projects are on the horizon. Um, and it feels good for the first time to be a part of it and to not feel like an imposter. So I'm really cool. That's really cool. I, I'm really cool. I said, <laughs> I'm very happy for that. I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, yeah, let's do it. So, all right, guys. Um, a lot of things on the horizon. I'll keep everybody posted, uh, like updated the, the best that I can. Um, but it's all kind of cr crazy. So I don't know. We'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Um, but yeah, if you like this podcast that I do, it means the most to me above all this stuff. So if you enjoy the videos and you enjoy these kinds of conversations, these kinds of um, interactions, um, please, you know, go subscribe and like and share, comment. It really helps uh, people like yourselves, like people who love these uh, this community, uh, helps them find the, po the podcast too. And maybe we can all kind of connect and thread together on that. Um, if you're just uh, watching this, it's Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. It comes out every Thursday morning. And uh, always a fresh episode every week, unless I'm absolutely paralyzed with illness, which is usually just once or twice a year if I can really help it. Um, but I'm really grateful for everyone who listens and enjoys the show. Thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, everyone have a great week. Uh, make sure to check out my radio show, American Sunday, every Sunday morning from 10 to 1 on Ego FM, live on Ego FM. It does not go into the media tech, so you have to hear it when it comes on. And otherwise, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm going to this week. There's a few events still for the film fest I have to go to. But um, other than that, I think I'm going to try and take it a little easier next week. I have some some work to do, but uh, I think it's going to be cool. And just so people, just so people listening know, um, I did do a TikTok live for this uh, episode. I just chose not to answer questions because I had a, some things I wanted to tell. Um, but again and again, still, this uh, constant question, you're not German? I'm sorry. I may not be German, but baby, I've got my finger on the pulse of your people. Um, all right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for being here for the live. I love you. I'll be here next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. And it's all over now. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.